Hello, Rise from Stuck Warrior. Today, we're going to face our fears, own our excuses, and voice our doubts. We're going to whine. We're going to complain. We're going to vent our frustrations. But not to ourselves. Not to a friend. To God. As uncomfortable as it may make us feel, we're going to take our woes to God. I'll share five questions to ponder to prepare for this prayer followed by a series of prayer prompts to help you structure the conversation with God in a way that will bring clarity to your problem. I'll also share snippets of my prayer as an example of how this process works. The purpose of this prayer is to seek God's help in recognizing what is keeping us stuck. If we don't clearly understand the mental and emotional barriers to our struggles, we're never going to make true lasting progress. This recognition process is step one in allowing God to renew our minds in order to transform our lives. Besides, God has the solutions we're looking for, and he wants to share them with us. We first have to recognize the problem and ask for help solving it. Before we begin, pick one specific area of life where you are feeling the most stuck. Got it? Good. Let's dive in. It's time to rise from stuff with Bonnie Jean Schaefer, author, trainer, and servant of God. If you find yourself filled with big dreams, but stuck in dreaming, learning, planning mode, too trapped by your fears, doubts, and excuses to take confident, consistent action, then this is the podcast for you. In it, we're going to build a foundation and framework for our lives that aligns with God and his desires for us and create systems that make action inevitable. We'll also let ourselves live adventurously along the way. This journey may be a bumpy ride, but as we learn to trust God, respect our strengths, and do the work our dreams require, we're going to build confidence, courage, and consistency in the pursuit of God and our dreams. So strap into God's Word, grab onto my hand, and let's rise from stuck together. Did you do it? Did you pick that one area where you were feeling the most stuck? But Bonnie, you say... I'm feeling stuck in all kinds of ways. Spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, professionally. I need to fix all the things. Welcome to the Stuck Club. I'm right there with you. Emotionally, I'm stuck being single when I'd rather be married. Financially, I'm stuck trading my time for money as an employee when I'd rather trade value for money as an entrepreneur. Physically, I'm stuck at a fitness level of blah when I'd rather be 20 pounds lighter and able to run seven miles with ease. Creatively, I'm stuck in the planning stage of my fourth novel when I'd rather be exploring new adventures with my characters daily. And professionally, I'm stuck in a job that drains the life from my soul when I'd rather be doing work that sets my soul on fire. All those woes are causing me distress and I want to fix them all right now. However, we're never going to grow our way out of this miserable stuck club if we don't focus our attention and attack one area at a time. So we have to make a decision and pick one thing. Which area is causing the most distress? Which area would make the most significant impact on your overall well-being if you started taking action to rise from stuck in that area? For me, it's a no-brainer. I've got to rise from stuck professionally. I need out of this current job I'm in. The workload is overwhelming. It doesn't play to my strengths. And I'm struggling with meeting expectations which is humbling because I'm used to being a top performer. But a big part of the reason I'm struggling in this job is because I'm playing the wrong game for me. I'm not designed to shine in the world of insurance, and I need to commit to the work God has called me to do. 
That's precisely why I'm doing this podcast and why this podcast is pious to becoming unstuck in your professional life. So have you chosen your specific thing? Now let's get to work. And that work starts by following the instructions in 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. In other words, whine, complain, let it out. Trust God with your excuses, fears, and doubts. Then expect him to provide a solution. That was David's prayer in Psalm 139, 23, and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Let's let God search us and try us and lead us in this specific area of our lives. To do that, we need to ponder the answers to five questions. Why do you feel stuck? What results are you currently experiencing? How did you get here? Where do you want to go? Why are you not doing the work your dreams require? Let your heart and mind chew on the answers to those questions as you work out or clean or drive. Answer them with complete honesty. Those five questions again. Why do you feel stuck? What results are you currently experiencing? How did you get here? How did you get to these results? Where do you want to go? What are your dreams? And why are you not doing the work your dreams require? It's not like you can hide the truth from God, but it is possible to hide the truth from yourself. That's why we need to ask God to search our hearts. Once you've had time to think through the questions, ponder time is done. It's time to schedule a breakaway prayer session with God and then show up. You and him. No one else. No phone. No internet. No computer. No TV. No kids. Just you and God for at least 15 focused minutes, 30 or more if possible. Personally, I like to write out intense prayers like this with an old-fashioned pen and paper. I tend to think more deeply and more clearly when I put my words on the page. If that resonates with you and you want a document that includes the following prayer prompts, you can grab it as part of the Rise from Stuck starter pack at PonnieJeanShafer.com. These seven prayer prompts are in the form of sentence stems. Address God with each one and write out your answers so you can see what you're thinking. Or talk them through out loud so you can hear your thoughts. We have to get them out of our heads to recognize them more clearly and start to take action more effectively. And challenge yourself to come up with at least 17 answers to each question. Why 17? Because your first few answers will be obvious and possibly superficial. But when you keep digging to get to 17, your connection to God deepens in the search for the truth. And you're more likely to stumble upon stories you've been telling yourself that you didn't even realize were rattling around in your mind. And 17 was the number I wore playing sports. So I shoot for 17 any chance I get. In other words, it's a very random number, but choose your own number and at least go for double digits. There. So here are the prayer prompts you can use in your quest to define your problem. God, I feel stuck because. Just finish the sentence over and over 17 times. I feel stuck because. For me. I feel stuck because I'm not being 
who you have called me to be. I'm letting my work define and depress me. I have a lot of book knowledge, but I'm unsure how to translate that into action. I see what I want. I see what is possible. But those possibilities exist on the other side of an invisible wall that I can't seem to get around, over, or through. I feel stuck because I know I am capable of being more focused, more disciplined, more passionate. But I keep giving in to distractions. I feel stuck because the job I'm working is not the profession I desire. But I have to work to earn money to, to earn money to pay for silly things like food and shelter and clothes. And the only way I know how to earn money is as an employee. I feel stuck because I keep my ideas to myself. So for you, why do you feel stuck? Talk to God about it. I feel stuck because. Keep going until you get to at least 17. Dump it all on God. He can handle it. And once you've explained why you feel stuck, talk to God about who you thought you would be by now and why you're not as far as long as you expected. The sentence stem that starts that purge is, God, by now I thought I would be. And hold nothing back here. Let it out. All the regret, all the self-pity, all the things you expected of yourself in your one area of focus. Remember that? One area and one area only, but haven't come to fruition. For me, I once thought I would be the young wife and mother who masterfully juggles a husband, family, and writing career. Well, that didn't happen. I thought I would be the broke 20-something-year-old whose debut novel rose to the top of the bestseller charts. Well, that didn't happen. I thought I would be the 30-something-year-old barista who surprised the world by trading her life of coffee-making for novel writing with her breakout fantasy series. Well, that didn't happen. I thought I would be a full-time author by age 45. Side note, I'll be 45 in less than five months, and my books only earn me a trickle of income every month. Full-time author status is not looking likely by age 45. But I digress. Back to the task at hand. Purge that regret. Then talk to God about what your current reality is like. God, my current reality is. For this one, logic rules the day. Strip away the emotion and the stories that surround your circumstances. What are the facts? For me, it's simple. I learn a living as a claims adjuster. I publish three fantasy novels, and those novels earn a tiny bit of royalty income each month. I've written the basic outline of the fourth book in the series. I've written a draft of my story entitled Rise from Stuck. And I have the first 17 episodes of this podcast planned. Okay, so once we figure out what our, rea- what our circumstances are, our current reality, then we go to God again. God, the decisions and actions that got me here are. Once again, strip away the emotion. Take away the stories. Logically assess what decisions you made and what actions you took that got you where you are. You may not have made wise decisions or taken bold actions, but that doesn't matter right now. What matters is learning how to recognize that your decisions and actions have consequences, and the consequences in this case is your current reality. Keep in mind you're talking to God. You're not on a mission to figure this out on your own. Ask God to help you honestly assess the path you took to get where you are. You're not complaining or justifying here. You're simply assessing the facts. And after you get that list of at least 17, move on to prompt five. Now, I discussed my decisions and actions that got me here in detail in episode one. So go listen to that if you want to hear my full story. 
The basic gist is that I decided I wanted to be a writer near the end of my senior year of college, and thus chose to hop, and thus chose to hop from job to job to get by financially while sporadically working on my first novel. Then I decided to stabilize my finances while working a steady job, but chose a job below my capabilities at Starbucks. I worked there as a supervisor for nearly a decade while writing the first three books in my fantasy series. I never did establish a steady writing routine, and those books were each published years apart. Six months after I walked away from Starbucks, I started working as a claims adjuster. Although I was able to double my income, I lost time and a healthy balance between work, exercise, family, and my entrepreneurial endeavors as an author. The job I'm in sucks away too much time and too much of my passion. And I stopped writing as well as exercising consistently. And that takes us to excuses. So we go, God, the excuses I use to explain my current circumstances are back to the emotions, spout those stories, let the excuses fly without worrying about how true they are. See what you have let yourself believe. Once again, God already knows. Be honest about your stories. 17 is the goal. Some of mine include, well, if I don't finish projects, I can't fail. I don't know how to market. The storytelling profession is hard. It's subjective. It's filled with criticism. When I stay small and keep the words I write to myself, no one has any expectations of me, so I can write what I want without pressure. I love to learn, but don't know how to transform my learning into action. I'm not qualified to write or speak about personal development. I've got a slew more that are between me and God. But those are the highlights. Even as I say them, I'm feeling convicted about these lies I've been telling myself. And they are lies that arise from my fears and doubts. And that's what we tackle next. The fears and doubts that keep me paralyzed are. These are the roots of the excuses. Dig deep. Be truthful. Open your heart and share the scary things with your Savior. Cast those cares on him, remembering that he cares for you. He cares and wants to solve your problem. So let him. This is not something you're posting on social media. You're not chasing likes and aren't risking hateful, judgmental comments. This is between you and God. Share the embarrassing fears and the confusing doubts. Talk it through completely. Hold nothing back. Some of my fears and doubts include... Being an employee is my punishment for not consistently writing for the past 23 years. I'm stuck being an employee and will always be an employee. If people read my books, they won't like them and will leave bad reviews. Success will feed my pride and draw me away from God. That's the scariest fear of all for me and a core reason I've refused to take action. I know I need to take. I want to be close to God and I know how to be close to God as an insignificant no one. But the dreams he's implanted in my heart require me to be bold, to speak up, and to speak out as a public figure. To remain close to God, I must obey and follow his lead. That's why I'm talking to you now and why I have systems in place to keep me grounded in my faith and constantly seeking God regardless of my financial circumstances. So once you've purged these fears and doubts from your system, it's time to change mental gears and start seeking a solution. Don't stay here swallowed up by your doubts and fears. You've faced them. You've voiced them. Now it's time to ask God to help you conquer them by renewing your mind and find a solution by taking new actions. Because here's the thing. 
These doubts, fears, and excuses are not absolute truth. They may feel like they are true. You may see evidence they are true because you're looking for the evidence to justify these beliefs of yours. But hear me again, they are not absolute truth. God's word, that's absolute. That we don't compromise or change. The stories we've been telling ourselves about ourselves and our circumstances, that we can change. That we must change if these stories keep us stuck and don't align with God's word and who he created us to be and what he created us to do. And we do that with one new decision at a time, followed by one new action at a time. And that takes us, takes us to our final prayer prompt for today. God, one new decision you want me to make and one new subsequent action you want me to take is. Now, before you write anything or speak any ideas, sit in silence, be still, listen for God's leading, for the prompting of the Holy Spirit. He may flood you with a list of ideas or challenge your patience by making you wait to hear his prompting, but he will answer you. He will guide you. He will show you what he would have what he would have you decide to change and what he would have you do in response to that decision. And this doesn't have to be some massive life overhauling decision or action. It more likely will be some tiny mental shift that is followed by some tiny habit you can put in place to learn how to take action on a consistent basis. For me, it's deciding to install a productive power hour in the window between seeing the kids off to school in the morning and when my employee workday starts at 8 a.m. The habit that is attached to that getting to bed by 10.30 each work night. Right now, I tend to get in bed between 11 and 11.30 p.m. and I hate getting up early. But I love having time alone with God to pray and study the Bible before anyone else wakes up, which means I need to be up by 5.30. So to get the solid seven hours of sleep I need to stay healthy and rested, I need to be in bed by 10.30. That is thus my entire focus for the upcoming month of June 2022 getting into bed by 10.30 p.m. Sunday through Thursday nights. If I don't accomplish anything else, I win the day by getting to bed by 10.30. That's the habit God has showed me that my revised lifestyle system hinges upon. Once I make that habit routine, I can shift my focus to the next habit that will have the most impact on my performance and productivity. I will also be working to accomplish three key things each week. One, publishing one content episode for this show. Two, publishing one D.K. Drake escape break fantasy fiction episode for this show. Remember, that's to help reignite my creativity and, well, entertain you. And run a total of 12 miles. That's it. To keep me accountable, I'll be posting my results daily in the Rise from Stuck Warriors Facebook group. I dare you to join me and post your progress as well. The link's in the show notes for you. Remember the goal. Rise from Stuck. We want to get out of dreaming, learning, planning mode and into action. We want to transform excuses, fears, and doubts into confident, consistent action. We want to turn from our excuse-riddled, doubt-filled, inconsistent ways and embrace an eternity-focused, passion-driven, faithful Christian lifestyle. That starts by defining the problem through this uncomfortable conversation with God. Our five primer questions once again. Why do you feel stuck? What results are you currently experiencing? How did you get here? Where do you want to go? Why are you not doing the work your dreams require? Our seven sentence stems. God, I feel stuck because. God, by now I thought I would be. God, my current reality is. 
God, the decisions and actions that got me here are. God, the excuses I use to explain my current circumstances are. God, the fears and doubts that keep me paralyzed are. God, one new decision you want me to make and one new subsequent action you want me to take is. Now, these questions and prayer prompts are part of the Rise from Suck Starter Kit you can snag for free at bonniejeanshafer.com. That's B-O-N-N-I-E-J-E-A-N-S-C-H-A-E-F-E-R.com. The link's in the show notes, and when you grab the kit, you'll automatically become part of the Rise from Stuck team. You'll thus get weekly emails with a link to the show, so you'll be emboldened to not only start taking action, but to stick with it and follow through in the pursuit of your dreams. Now go pray. If this episode inspired you, challenged you, or taught you something, the best way you can thank me is by leaving a written review on Apple Podcasts. Not only will it help you know what you're thinking, but it will also help others on a quest to rise from stuff to discover the show. After you leave that review, I challenge you to go do one thing that will take you closer to God and your dreams today. <laughs>